0: into the Word tonight. Lord, we just thank you for your Word. It is help to those that find it. And we thank you that it is redemption for our physical body, for our soul. And you've recreated us through the incorruptible seed. We're so thrilled to be your child tonight. Lord, we ask that you minister greatly to us who are here tonight and to those listening we thank you, Lord, that your word touches us and really, really lifts us up, gives us faith, gives us hope, and we thank you tonight we'll be changed by your word, that our minds will be renewed in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, well we're gonna look at second Kings chapter seven. And I was praying I always do about what to minister on and uh, this came to me, that's usually what happens. I just pray, ask the Lord, what do you ha- want me to preach on? And then I, I just kind of wait on him. I, I'll study, of course. I always uh, read the word and pray and just study on my own. But then all of a sudden it'll come into my heart what to minister. And this came into my heart. So I know it's a word for us tonight. And I believe even for the upcoming year, um, it goes right along with a message I taught not too long ago. On uh, uh the, the title was, Let's Go Up Where the Giants Are. And um, it's, of course, about Joshua and Caleb and the spirit that they had um, that was, Let's do it. Let's go for it. Even if there's giants, let's go up at once and possess the land, for we are able to conquer it. And this is another kind of... Get up and go message. And so I told uh, Shannon, let's just name this. Let's get up and go. Amen. So let's uh, look at this. Second Kings chapter seven, verse one. And we'll read for a while here, but I believe that, um, it'll be good just to read the whole story and then make some comments. And we're not going to keep you all night, but we, I I do want you to uh, hear what God has to say to your heart tonight. Uh, 2 Kings 7, verse 1, Then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord, thus saith the Lord. Now, you know, when somebody says that, um, I think you ought to just stop and listen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Pay and pay attention. Uh, you know, we have been taught so wonderfully by our uh father in the faith, Kenneth E. Hagin, and he would say, uh, you know, you shouldn't say thus saith the Lord unless you know that you know that it is the Lord. Otherwise, you could say something like, well, I, I feel like, I sense, I think, you know, I could be wrong, whatever. But when you say thus saith the Lord, you need to be pretty, pretty sure <laughs> that this is the Lord. Yeah. Now, I just know that Elisha was sure that this was the Lord. Yeah. And, of course, we know how many, many, many miracles he did. Uh, he did double what Elijah did, and Elijah was a tremendous man of God. Uh, so when, when he says, thus saith the Lord, you know, your ears would perk up, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it says here, tomorrow, about this time, shall a measure of fine wheat, of fine flour, be sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Now this must have been shocking to all of them, because they were in terrible times. In, in a terrible way there. And, um, you know, there was famine. There was a great shortage. And um, so th- this one man in verse 2 commented and uh, was a little bit sarcastic. And I think we have to watch sarcasm when we're yeah. uh, in the presence of someone who really knows God and is saying, thus saith the Lord. Verse 2, it says, Then a Lord on whose hand the king leaned and answered the man of God and said, Behold, the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be. And he said, behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shall not eat thereof. Um, so that was a warning to this person who was yeah. being, uh, uh, you know, really kind of ro- rolling his eyes. We can just see him rolling his eyes. <laughs> Verse three. And there were four lepers, leprous men at the entering in of the gate, and they said to one another, why sit we here until we die? If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city and we shall die there. And if we sit still here, we die also. Now therefore come and let us uh, fall into the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. Now they didn't necessarily hear a word from the lord they were just having a little meeting the four of them and saying you know what could go wrong we're dying anyway you know leprosy was a sentence of death then and they weren't even allowed in the city they were outside in the the gates and they said okay we're going to just sit here and die uh, you know it's it's the worst it could be already um but they're you know an idea was maybe these Syrians would have mercy on us somehow and maybe we could live. Um, so they uh, decided to get up in verse five. And they rose up in the twilight to go into the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there. Now, God did a miracle here. And he did it just because, I believe, Elisha spoke some words from God. It wasn't a prayer, really. He just said, Thus saith the Lord. And those words started changing the situation that was impossible to change any other way. There was a great Syrian army. Uh, they had everything they needed and they well supplied. But when that word from God was spoken things started changing. The situation started changing. And it was so miraculous, just like God is, He is uh, the God of miracles, that um, no man could have possibly done uh, what happened. And we see there in verse 6, For the Lord had made the host of Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even the noise of a great, host, in other words, an army, and they said one to another, "Lo, the king of Israel hath hired us against us, the king of the Hittites and the king of the Egyptians, to come upon us." So their imagination just went crazy. You know, all you know, all of a sudden, the king of Israel's hired all these armies to come against us. Wherefore they arose and fled in the twilight and left their tents, left their horses, left their asses, even the camp as it was, and fled for their life. They didn't take anything with them. They just ran like crazy. And when these lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp, they went into one tent and did eat and drink. Now, don't you know they were happy? (laughs) Just one tent was all right with them, you know. And carried thence, here we go, with prosperity, right? Silver and gold and raiment. And went and hid it and came again and entered into another tent and carried thence also and went and hid it. Then they said one to another, we do not, uh, we do not well. This day is a day of good tidings. Doesn't that sound like God? <laughs> and we hold our peace. If we tarry till the morning light, some mischief will come upon us. Now, therefore, come that we may go and tell the king's household. So they came and called uh, unto the porter of the city, and they told them, saying, We came to the camp of the Syrians, and behold, there was no man there, neither voice of a man, but horses tied and asses tied, and the tents were as they were. And they he called the porters, and, and they told it to the king's house within. The king arose in the night and said unto his servants, I will now show you, what the Syrians have done to us. They know that we be hungry. We be hungry. (laughs) Therefore, are they gone out of the camp to hide themselves in the field, saying, when they come out to the city, we'll catch them alive and get into the city. So the king automatically thinks this is a trap. And some of his servants answered and said, let some take, I pray thee, five of the horses that remain, which are left in the city, and behold they are all the multitude of israel uh, that are left in it behold i say they are even as all the multitude of israelites that they uh, that are consumed and let us send and see and they took therefore two chariot horses and they the king sent after the host of the syrians saying go and see and they went after them unto jordan and lo all the way was full of garments and vessels they start finding stuff before they even get there that they've dropped. And the Syrians, uh, what the Syrians had cast away in their haste. And the messengers returned and told the king. Um, somebody, a minister said years ago, God has a million ways to get you a million dollars. Amen. And just think about all this gold and silver that was just thrown out yeah. everywhere. And all these tents, and evidently it was a lot of tents. And here it is all left for them. They didn't have to fight one battle for it. They really didn't have to do anything except just believe God that it was there. And the people went out and spoiled the tents of the Syrians. So, guess what? A measure of fine flour was sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel, according to the word of the Lord. Aren't you glad we can trust him? Aren't you glad we can trust Him when we're when we be hungry? <laughs> you know, when things aren't looking so well, when we're sitting outside the gate with leprosy, we can trust the Lord, Amen, amen. and trust His word. Um, and so the king appointed the Lord, verse 17, on whose hand uh, he leaned to have the charge of the gate, and the people trod upon him in the gate, and he died as the man of God had said, who spake when the king came down to him. And it came to pass, as the man of God had spoken to the king, saying, Two measures of barley for a shekel and a measure of fine flour for a shekel shall be tomorrow about this time in the gate of Samaria. Samaria, And that Lord answered the man of God and said, Now, behold, if the Lord should make windows in heaven, might such a thing be? And he said, Behold thou shall see it with thine eyes, but shall not eat thereof. Isn't that interesting how these kind of things happen? Um, and I know God's a merciful God. I mean, He's so compassionate. Praise God for, thank God for His grace. <laughs> you know, we were talking early about His grace. It's uh, so beautiful, and because of Jesus. Amen. Um, but I believe sometimes we can still bring consequences on ourselves because of our mouth. Yeah. And our attitudes and things that we say and do, uh, not necessarily God being horribly angry at us because I believe Jesus took care of that wrath. But because of our own doing sometimes, um, you know, we can we can see the consequences of things that we really should uh, be more temperate about. And, you know, even if he had these thoughts, it's just so evil to say all that out loud when. Uh, A man of God has just spoken. Amen. Um, I would I would just be really uh, careful about um, not speaking out against the anointing uh, on someone's life, or even um, just an anointed man or woman of God. You know, Uh, there was just a a, a situation where two boys were making fun of Elijah being (laughs) ball-headed. Is that right? And they were eaten by bears. I mean, that's wild, isn't it? So, I mean, there you go. Whatever that is, just let's stay away from it, right? And he said, uh, okay, then verse 20, and so it fell out unto him for the people trode, uh, upon him in the gate and he died. So we see, uh, these four leprous men and, um, you, you know, again, we, we said that they were, like, what, what's it going to hurt? But still, it took a lot of courage for them to get up and to go over. They knew th- these were the enemies. And they knew that uh, they could be horribly, uh, uh, you know, torturous to them. They could have done horrible things to them. Uh, even though they were sick, they, you know, they probably wouldn't have any mercy on them just walking in their camp. And uh, so there was a, a, a chance they were taking. There was a risk that they were taking. But I have found with God, many times He'll ask you to do things that might make you feel uncomfortable, might make you think, "Well, um, you know, I've never really done this before. <laughs> I don't know if I'm really able to do this or say this or be this." Um, and uh, He wants us to be courageous. He wants, you know, one, one of the things he said to Joshua was, be strong, be courageous. Then he went on to say, only be strong and very courageous. Yep, yep. And I believe that 2024 is going to be a time that we move forward so much. And I don't even know why I'm saying that. Just been praying about the new year and, and praying about how, uh, you know, what we're supposed to be doing as a church and ministry. And and um, I believe that God is saying, get up and go. Yeah. Get up and go for it. Because really, I mean, I don't want to sound morbid here, but we're all going to die. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and why sit we here and die? Yeah. I mean, let's get up and do what God's called us to do. Amen. And I believe that we can finish really strongly that we can finish the race, um, just like Paul said, um, and yeah. and we can, uh, you know, press toward that mark for the prize of the high calling of God. Uh, and and what a great thing to stand before God and hear Him say, "Well done, thou good and faithful servant." Amen. So, I think that we should consider what He's telling us to do this year. And especially as it pertains to January, and and really uh, make a determination in our heart: we are going to do what God tells us to do. Yes. We see giants, we see mountains, we see uh, armies, and yeah. etc. Of course, there's always uh, obstacles that uh, the devil plants. There's things even in the natural realm we have to overcome. Sometimes it's even our own thoughts about ourselves. The children of Israel said we were as grasshoppers in their sight. So, I mean, that's low self-esteem right there, isn't it? Being a grasshopper. And they didn't even say you're grasshoppers. Right. The giants didn't say that to them. They said that to themselves. We are, I'm a grasshopper. What kind of declaration of faith is that? It's just ridiculous, isn't it? Right. When you have the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob behind you telling you, oh, I'll, I've given you the land. And, you know, you're a grasshopper all of a sudden. But, um, we, you know, we have to get out of that mentality and say, we are well able. We are well able to overcome. And I know from the very beginning of my ministry, the first time I stood up to minister in our church, I'll never forget it because I broke out in hives. <laughs> I was so scared. Oh so scared to preach in front of people that, um, you know, uh, red blotches all over my neck and all over here, you know. And and I thought, well, well I'm glad that's over with because we're not, you know, we're going to still preach no matter what. But I'm glad the hives are behind us. <laughs> and you, you just sometimes right. do... You do those first steps when you might be a little afraid of doing something new. Um, our dear lady, a sister here that does our live stream for us. You know, she wasn't raised with computers and cell phones and technology. <laughs> and Pastor David said, Marie, yeah. we need you to do the live stream. <laughs> and, you know, for all of us probably here, except maybe one or two people. (laughs) It would be a huge learning curve to do that. And she just said, all right, you know. And I thank God for that all right kind of position. If he says do it, praise God, or if pastor says, I know you can do it, you need to do this, you should say, all right, (laughs) let's get up and go, amen. Let's do this thing. And why sit here? And die, well, I sit here until we die is the exact words. and um, I believe we'll go forth and and live and be strong and finish strong. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So uh, we'll just uh, take this to heart and think about it, meditate on it a little bit. I believe that each one is spoken to in in a customized way by the Holy Spirit about what you're to do. And there's different parts in the body. There's, uh, you know, the eye can't say to the ear, I have no need of thee, and vice versa. So we know that every person has a little different calling from the Lord. But all of us are very important, and it's very significant to God that we say we will do it. Amen. We will answer the call. We will step out and be courageous Even if it means there's giants there. Even if it means there's an army there. Look how he turned these things so that they were able to possess it. And they were able to go forth and eat and drink. And look at the spoils they received. Look at the blessings that they received. Praise God. So are you ready for that? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, let's stand up. And we'll uh, pray for a minute. You want to play? Sure. Father, I just thank you for this new year. Lord, we're about to enter into December. And I just pray that now we'll begin to seek you about this upcoming year, 2024. I thank you, Lord, we won't enter into another year with any kind of fear or disappointment or discouragement but we'll look into your face now and we'll begin to understand more and more about what we're called to do and what you've asked us to do and what you're asking us to do now. And even though, once again, there might be things that we have to overcome, we will have the attitude we are well able, we are well able to conquer We are well able to possess what Jesus died and paid for. And I thank you for it, Lord. We will not sit here till we die. But we will press toward the mark. Hallelujah. And we thank you, Father. There's many blessings. Many, many, many blessings. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to your name. We praise you tonight. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name.